Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs> Welcome to the Mad Max Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we break down Mad Max one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we are talking about Minute 12. Minute 12 begins with a high-speed game of chicken and ends with a man with a red flag yelling stop. Happy Valentine's Day, Julia. Thanks. This is quite the episode to be covering on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Pretty much the, the definition of all build-up, no payoff, right? Yes. It's exactly Which... how it's exactly how you don't want Valentine's Day to turn out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we begin this minute with Max and the Knight Rider playing chicken on the highway. This is kind of how we ended the last minute and how we immediately start in. When you include the three to four seconds from the last minute and the time that we see in here, the entire face-off of them driving at each other, it's only about ten seconds. And for some reason... When we watched it through the first time and I was chunking out the notes before this, I thought this whole chicken face down lasted a lot longer than it actually did. But considering how close they were, I guess it couldn't be this long, drawn-out, dramatic thing as much as I thought it could. Yeah, I think generally when two cars are speeding towards each other, it's over pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) So, obviously... The Knight Rider is the one to break it off first. He's the one that swerves to the left, and then we kind of see Max is able to bear off to his left to go into his high-speed turnaround. Yes. A couple things about about the chicken race. Chicken race? The chicken... Yeah, what do you call... The game of chicken? I think it's just called a game game of of chicken. chicken. I've never participated in one, and it's been a long time since I've seen Footloose, so... (laughs) This is the first chicken race I've seen in a long time. Okay, so the the game of chicken. First of all, seeing how fast the game of chicken actually produces results in breaking the resolve of Knight Rider shows us how quickly this whole thing could have been over if it had been handled in the correct way to begin with. Although Max's way of playing chicken Probably wasn't Dispatch's slash Fifi's idea of the correct way to handle it either. But if Max or somebody else had had this idea or gotten involved sooner, this whole the whole chase that we've been covering for the last 12 minutes could have been avoided. In, a, in 10 seconds, Max broke the guy. And that could have been achieved without bloodshed that we've seen so far. How many people... Have died. I think we have decided on two people are dead: the van driver and Sars. Yes. Yes. So that all could have been avoided if dealing with Knight Rider had been done in this way of breaking him. You know, on the other side of town. So you think every time there's a crazed driver, number <laughs> one on the to-do list is engage the guy in a game of chicken. I, I'm, it's just it. That's what no, it sounds like. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that that Max knew what to do and how to handle it, and it worked the first time without hurting anybody. 
Now, I'm just talking about the game of chicken, not what follows. Oh, okay. But the game of chicken, where he psychologically broke Knight Rider, it was it was the first thing that he that, Matt, that Max tried. It was successful. It was fast. Like, these things could have been accomplished beforehand. <laughs> before town, and people got hurt. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure what my argument is, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm saying that Max is a better law enforcer than the others. Well, you won't get any argument from me on that point because yeah. he definitely is able to to keep his cool a lot better than Charlie and Root were. That's for sure. Yeah. So, like I said, Max veers off to his left and kind of does one of those high speed braking turns. And I think it's a it's a testament to his confidence in his plan that his plan was to engage this person in chicken, and then he was so sure it seems that his quarry would be psychologically broken by that that he would have enough time to skid to a complete stop, turn around, and actually catch up to them again. Yes. But we don't really know, because I wrote down on my notes that during the game of chicken, we only ever see Knight Rider. We don't see Max. We don't, like, see his face and see, like, how he's handling this whole thing. And we don't see the girl either. Hmm. I can imagine she was... I mean, if it were me, I'd be freaking out. So I feel like George Miller was telling us that this game of chicken that the Knight Rider was playing with Max was more about the Knight Rider than anything else. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. Nobody else mattered in that situation. It was all about Knight Rider, and he might as well have been playing chicken with himself. You know, I kind of like that we don't see Max or Knight Rider's girl at all in this scene, because from Knight Rider's perspective, Max isn't so much an individual. He's a rival car. It's very dehumanizing viewpoint, to say out loud. But... Based on his experience with the other police officers and the fact that, you know, he he had a lot of voices to connect with individuals. With Max, he has very little radio time with Max. Yes. Identifying and his voice. And at this point, when is. they're when they're looking at each other from the crest of opposite hills, can Knight Rider even tell that it's a police car? Oh, he can tell that it's a police car. Like, they're they're bright yellow and they're striped and whatnot. True. But he can't tell who is in that police car. And also, think about people on the road today. The people who drive particularly bad or dangerous or drunk. um, If they saw the people in the cars as individuals rather than just cars or obstacles... They wouldn't be driving that way. I think people who drive bad, this is a, you know, broad generalization. People who drive bad or unsafely don't necessarily see the people around them as people. They see them as objects. They see them as cars. And yes, it is dehumanizing. But when someone's driving unsafe, they 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 seem to not care about the humanity of other people. Yes, yeah, a sociopathic behavior. Right. Yeah. And and I think, I don't think you need to be like, you know, a, a particularly dangerous driver to fall, to fall victim to that mentality. I mean, when you get cut off by somebody and it upsets you because they're going slow or when you get cut off by somebody and it upsets you because they're going slower than you and they cut you off, do you take, 
Do you take a moment and think about the driver of the car or perhaps they have a passenger or perhaps they have kids in the car when you drive really up close to them when you're riding their tail? Now, when I do that, it's kind of, it's revenge. Like you cut me off and now you're driving slow, so I'm going to punish you. But do I stop and think that that, that is a person in, in the driver's seat and how do I feel when people are riding my tail? I don't think that's an odd behavior i think a lot of people fall victim to that yeah i know when i get angry at people on the road i don't call them by their gender or their ethnicity i call them by the car that they're driving yes you know that becomes their name that becomes their name that becomes their identity and that's what i'm cursing at and i'd I'd like to think that i don't get angry at people all that often but i'm sure you can attest to the opposite being my almost all the time co-driver. No, nah, you're pretty good. But, I've seen worse. So, speaking of behavior inside of cars... <laughs> Just a quick side note, I was about to name who's worse than you, and then I realized that person's probably listening. <laughs> so I'm not going to. All right, that's, good. that's a good choice. Yeah. So, after Max slams on the brakes and turns around, we cut back into the Pursuit Special and... The Knight Rider is visibly shaken, and by that I mean he's visibly shaking his face, as if trying to shrug off the fact that he almost died. <laughs> that this this rant and self-aggrandizement that he was participating in suddenly was challenged in a very big way. It's interesting the things that will snap you out of it. Because going through town... He had some near misses. I mean, he almost hit a child. He almost got shot. But none of those things shook him out of the mania that he's been in. Mm -hmm. But this one finally did. Thinking back on the, the obstacles that the Knight Rider has faced up to this point, obviously almost being blindsided by Roop is obviously the first one. But he was able to look to his flank and notice him coming and so he was able to react to that appropriately he saw the toddler from far off he was able to get around the caravan because it was a very obvious thing and the blue van he didn't even see the blue van because it came in behind him yeah so i feel like the night rider has had certain advantages of seeing obstacles ahead of actually encountering them yeah so he's been able to maneuver a bit better than the police officers who were acting very reactively yes he was able to maintain his power exactly and that's exactly what he lost i like to i like to pay attention to the girl and see what she's doing a lot of times you can like barely see what you can barely see her face Mm -hmm. but i like to pay attention um in in the shot where we see knight rider he's like shaking his face trying to regain some composure the girl looks exactly how I would look. Yeah. Like she's leaning back in her seat with like her head leaning all the way back. Like she's trying to make herself as far away from the oncoming car as possible. And she's just kind of frozen in that position for a couple of seconds. Yeah. I think that's exactly what I would be doing. Like terrified and just taking a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we can contrast that. With we get a quick shot inside of Max's car after he peels back onto the road, and it's just him, you know, with his glasses, stone faced, no expression, mm-hmm. just 
hard as opposed to how they're behaving in the pursuit special because back in the pursuit special the night rider is starting to like cry <laughs> yes like he's starting to blubber and whatnot and it's interesting to see how quickly he goes from not so much 0 to 60 but 60 back to 0 as far as his command of the situation I mean, it's very clear that the stress has really gotten to him and that either his manic episode is ending or a drug is wearing off or something. We talked about this in an earlier minute, and I don't remember if we came to a consensus about what was spurring his manic episode. But whatever was happening, it's pretty much spent at this point. Yes. Yeah. Now... Going back to the Knight Rider's girl, I gotta say, I definitely feel bad for her in this situation because I feel like she's gotten into a place where she was realizing that she's bitten off more than she can chew and that the person that she's put her life in his hands, maybe that wasn't the best option or the best choice to make. Yes. I feel like we've talked before about how she's feeding off of him and he has nothing left to give. And she is left with absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. She's left with a near guarantee that she will die. And I feel like as I see her reaction and her expressions, that this is a side of the Night Rider that she hasn't really seen before. That she's never seen him so psychologically broken. Yes. And she's starting to get really worried about that. And we actually, we get to lines of dialogue from her. Unfortunately, they're spoken while she's off the screen, so yeah. it's pretty much an ADR line. But. Yes. <laughs> now, you and your script, do you have your script available? Yeah, she asks initially what's wrong, and then she repeats, baby, what's wrong? Okay. As she's trying to communicate with him. What is he saying? Um, All I got was, it's done. It's, um... But I think he kind of says more than that. There's a couple things I want to say before we get into that. Mostly because these are some of the last minutes that feature the Knight Rider's girl. And so I just wanted to talk about her real quick because she's had a an interesting life. So the Knight Rider's girl is played by an actress named Lulu Pincus. Her top four things on IMDb are number one, Mad Max as the Knight Rider's girl. Number two, Young Einstein in 1988 as the blonde. Um, number three, Thirst in 1979 as Nurse. Thirst is the vampire movie that the other guy was uh, in. I forget who exactly. I didn't go back in my notes and highlight that. But number four is another movie from 1993 called Reckless Kelly. Did she get a name in that one? Uh, no, she was the Hollywood supermarket checkout. Okay. So, so she doesn't really ever get named. Well, it's interesting that you should say that. Because, um, so Pincus got her start on television. She did two episodes of Homicide, like literally everybody else in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can have an Australian actor who was never on <laughs> an episode of Homicide. I mean, granted, it only ran for a few years in the, the late 70s, but I'm pretty sure everybody in this movie was on that show, and I might have to go back and just one by one through the cast list and just... Highlight how many of them were on Homicide, how many episodes they were all in. You know, just as a 
bit of extra content once we finish with the movie. Anyway, in January 1989, 10 years after she made this movie, she married a director and actor named Yahoo Sirius. <laughs> so her name was then Lulu Sirius? Yep. And aside from being a co-producer, she's had roles in all of his movies. Now, granted, I think he's well, only made three or four, but... Um, I mean, isn't that why you marry someone? I, I guess. To get into their stuff? <laughs> um, sounded bad. <laughs> I'm going to have to show you a picture of Yahoo Sirius after we're done recording this, but he's got kind of... He's got a unique visual aesthetic, and he's very... Think Carrot Top meets Tom Green style of movie maker. He makes comedies and whatnot. So Yahoo Sirius is regarded as one of Australia's most successful independent conceptual artists and filmmakers of the 1980s and 1990s. He is considered the first Australian to write, produce, direct, and star in a major motion picture. Yeah. So... Lulu Sirius, at this point, is listed as the writer in the credits for Reckless Kelly, was casting supervisor and music coordinator for Mr. Accident, which was in 2000, another one of his movies. And like I said, she's had minor roles in all of them, and they're still married to today. His hair has gotten more under control, (laughs) but yeah, they're, they're still together. It's nice to see that she's done other things. You know, her her expertise isn't only in acting. It's, mm-hmm. She's able to do all sorts of things. Yeah, she hopped around and did a bunch of stuff in the Australian equivalent of Hollywood. So we go from inside the Pursuit Special back outside, and we can see Max in his interceptor right behind them. And he's got his sirens blaring and his horn honking, and he's like right up on their bumper. Um, I like to refer to this driving technique as the mass hole. It uh, <laughs> relies very heavily on extreme tailgating and obnoxious honking. Yeah, that sounds like a really accurate nickname. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this this is part of Max's strategy that's really wearing on the Knight Rider. He's pretty much completely broken down at this point, And he actually utters those lines that you were wondering about. He says, it's going, a couple of times, and then he says, there will be nothing left, it's all gone. So, I don't know what he's talking about, as far as what is going, or what is all gone. Um, I don't know if he's talking about the road, if he's talking about freedom, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's time. I don't know, but something from his perspective is going, and is all gone. And another interesting observation that I made while I was watching these minute, this minute is that his radio is still on. These little whimpers of his, Max can still hear him over the radio. Now, whether he's actually listening to the radio is something else entirely, but for all intents and purposes, the audio from that radio is being played in the car. I would imagine at this point with the two maneuvers that Max has done with the Game of Chicken and now being right on Knight Rider's tail, both of those have required a great amount of attention and concentration. I know I would turn the radio off, 
But there's also an advantage to hearing what's going on in Knight Rider's car. Because Knight Rider doesn't seem to be flipping his radio on and off when he wants to talk. And when he doesn't want to talk, he just has it on. Mm -hmm. So he may be transmitting what's going on unintentionally. And that could be advantageous for Max knowing his state of mind. Mm. Knowing Knight Rider's state of mind. Yeah. But despite knowing that state of mind, he doesn't let up. No. I think that's when he presses his advantage. Mm -hmm. If he had pulled... The second maneuver of being right on his tail. If he had pulled that before Knight Rider was broken, like, I've done it where somebody's been riding my tail and I can't get them to to move back. I've slammed on my brakes and I've taken that risk that they're going to hit me to get them to get away from me. I've done it once, like, it wasn't that long ago. It was like a month ago. And my heart just flew up into my throat. It was awful. But if Knight Rider had been in the state of mind that he was previously, in his manic state of mind, I imagine that he would have just slammed on his brakes and let Max ram into the back of him. So I think Max knew that he had already broken Knight Rider. Therefore, it was more safe to pull the second maneuver of riding his tail. Mm. To continue. He never let up his sirens, his horn, bumping up onto the bumper, staying right there. He never let up, just to make sure he was done breaking Knight Rider. Yeah, and we actually hear a couple of times, like, the grinding yes. of bumper against bumper. It's intense. As they are going, they crest a hill, and we get a man coming out of seemingly nowhere, waving a red flag and yelling, Stop, because a truck has had some sort of accident. This is actually a quick little shot of using sped up footage which is nothing it's nothing new in 1979 it's a trick that's pretty much existed since filmmaking since filmmaking began the idea of shooting something at a certain speed and then speeding it up to increase the energy of the shot a lot of the time it's used in stunt work if you want to have something going fast but you don't necessarily want to put your stunt people at risk and it's interesting that for this shot where it's just a dude on the side of the road and they're driving up over the edge of a hill, like, you wouldn't think that it is a shot that would require a fast speed up. But I think what it does is it kind of adds the, it adds a sense of everything happening really quick in the Knight Rider's perspective that... He's at such a point where even things that are not happening in slow motion are just coming too fast to process. That's a good point because you, you pointed out a few minutes ago that the obstacles he's faced up till now, he has been able to maintain his power because he's been able to see them coming mm -hmm. and to adjust to the situation. Well, arguably, he was able to see this truck mess coming. And was not able to hold on to his power through the situation. Exactly. So, Max, on the other hand, in full possession of his faculties, is able to hit the brakes and, you know, screech to a halt. But the Knight Rider just keeps on going. And in the last three seconds of this minute, we see Max break and we see the Knight Rider going headlong towards this truck that's in the middle of the road. And we kind of catch a little bit of the Knight Rider's car swerving around the truck. But then the minute ends, and we're done. <laughs> yep. 
it's so disappointing to have to end at this point because what follows tomorrow is just one of the most spectacular crashes in this movie. And then the minute changes gears pretty early on through. So like we said at the, the beginning, it's this minute is, is a lot of buildup and a lot of tension. And then we just don't get that last explosive crash that yes. you would expect to see. Yes, that will be for tomorrow. Yep. So we have something very much to look forward to. <laughs> In the meantime, our website is madmaxminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at madmaxminute and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash madmaxminute. Thank you for joining us for Mad Max Minute number 12. We will see you tomorrow. Motorbikes and men, take me to the end of the dream.